Well, happy Father's Day. Um, I'm hoping, trusting, praying that you all would get the socks of your dreams. Um, yeah, I, I talked to one youth when they were passing things out, and they said, yeah, my father, Neil Murakami, he needs new socks. So, so they asked if I got new socks, and I said, yeah, like, like what about these like, with the watermelon on it? I said, you know, that might be, I think Neil wants ones with, like, cherries on it or something. Uh, but you can do that. I think, you know, I think peaches. I think it would be like, so peachy if you got, like, like peaches socks. You know, that would be, that'd be great. I don't know what that tradition was, why fathers get socks and, and, and women get, like, like the store. But um, <laughs> I don't know how that worked out, but it worked out. But yeah, but, but really, happy Father's Day um, uh, to you fathers. Um, you know, honestly, being a father is, is one of my greatest joys. I mean, I just, I love um, being a father. You know, there was this pastor, there's a pastor, his name is Bill Wilson. He works with inner city um, uh, children in need. Uh, in fact, his ministry might, might be one of the largest. It's, it's a ministry that goes... And, and ministers to inner city kids throughout the world. And uh, he once said something that was really, really cool to me. He says, to the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. You know? That to the world, you just might be one person, but, but, but to one person, you might be the world. And, and I think about that a lot. As um, in my role as a father, um, you know, just in the world out there, Excuse me, I got a drink. Sorry. You know, it's a it's a great reminder to me that the responsibility, the the blessing that I have as a father. You know, my wife Joel would would say that, well, she might say that being a dad is my greatest joy, and uh, it really is um, something that I just so I I love um, being a father, and. Um, you know, the Bible talks a lot and gives instructions to fathers. Now, here's a few. <clears throat> Ephesians 6. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up in, with the discipline and instructions that come from the Lord. Colossians 3.21. Fathers, don't, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. In Hebrews 12.7. As you endure the divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by his father? And, you know, I've learned a lot. I've learned a whole lot being a father, you know, and um, often through the mistakes that I made. And, you know, unfortunately for my kids, I made a whole bunch of them. Uh, and I just thank the Lord for his amazing grace, you know, because none of us dads are perfect. And on this Father's Day, I just wanted to encourage you. You know, that I wanted to encourage all you fathers um, that, that you're really important, that, that it's challenging being a father. You know, it, it's, it's, it's fun, it's great, but it's also challenging. You know, it's challenging when they're infants. They're challenging when they're in elementary school. They're challenging. It's challenging when, when they're in high school, especially if you have daughters. Um, and it's challenging as they make transitions uh, to adulthood, you know. And, and it is challenging, and we do mess up. But I wanted to encourage you this morning with something that is really, really powerful, that's something that, 
that we can do as fathers. And the, the greatest thing is that we can all do this as fathers. And um, it's something that's so, so, so important, but it's really powerful. And um, I'm encouraging you dads, but this is something we all can do. But I just felt the Lord put on my heart to encourage your dads um, that there is something that we can do that is just so powerful. Bill Glass. Uh, Bill Glass is a former um, professional football player. And he, you know, this was back in the 60s, early 70s, in the 60s. And he spent like 30 years now um, ministering um, to people in the prisons. And um, he says, it was really interesting, he wrote a book a while ago called Champions for Life, The Healing Power of a Father's Blessing. And, and, and he was asked, you know, what is the country's biggest problem? What is the country's biggest problem? And he said, a lack of the Father's blessing. A lack of the Father's blessing. And then he goes on he, in the book, he says, um, the FBI studied 17 kids who shot their classmates in little towns in, in Kentucky, in Pearl, Mississippi, in Littleton, uh, Colorado, and all the shooters all had only one thing in common. You know, when he just looked at all 17, looked at their profile, the whole thing, he said, there's only one thing they all had in common. They all had a father problem, you know? And he says this, I see it so much. It's just unbelievable. There's something about it when a man doesn't get along with his father. It makes him mean. It makes him dangerous. <clears throat> it makes him angry. <clears throat> and he says, uh, he wrote, on the day before Father's Day, I was in North Carolina in a juvenile prison, and he said he was eating lunch with uh, three boys. And he asked the first boy, is your dad coming to see you tomorrow on Father's Day? And he says, no, nah, he's not coming. Why not? He's in prison. I asked the second boy. Now, this is in a juvenile prison, all right? He asked the second boy <clears throat> the same question, got the same answer. He asked the third boy um, why his father wasn't coming, and he said he got out of prison about nine months ago, and he's doing really good, and I'm proud of my father. He's really going to be a great dad to me, and he's going to go, he's going to do, he's going to go straight. And, and Bill Glass says, I could tell that there was something still wrong. And so I said, how many times has he come to see you since, you since he's gotten out nine months ago? And the boy answered, he hasn't made it yet. Why not? Well, he lives way, way away, way, way away. Where does he live? He lives in Durham. And he says, Durham is only two hours away. And Bill Glass says, I had come 1,500 miles to visit this boy. His dad couldn't come two hours. And he says, there are a lot of fathers who are really deserters. And when I'm in prison, I always challenge the inmates to bless their kids. If you want to keep your kids out of prison, bless them. And, you know, dads, today on Father's Day, I want to encourage you to make a decision. Right, this is make a simple decision to bless your children, to bless your children, because there's so much power in your blessing. You know, the Jewish families understood this. The Jewish fathers understood this. And they have a thing that they do every week called the Shabbat. And in the Shabbat, where they have their special meal, a meal together as a, as a family, the father always at these meals will always pray a blessing 
on his, on his wife and on his children. Gary Smalley wrote a book some time ago, a really good book. It's called A Blessing. It's called The Blessing, in which he gave five really practical ways, five ways in which we can bless um, our children. And so, you know, I wanted to share those five ways in which we can bless our children. And the thing is, we all can do this. And I'm, you know, I want to encourage you dads, but you know, um, this applies to us all, it applies to moms, it applies to us as co-workers, it applies to us as students, it applies to us as neighbors, it's to everyone. But there really is power in a father's blessing. And you can follow along, there's um, in your bulletins when you came in, there's, uh, you can write in notes, whatever. But I really want you to remember these, because these are really, they're simple, but they're simply powerful. And the first one is the blessing of a meaningful touch. The blessings of a meaningful touch. See, blessings don't always have to be words. That we can bless our children with this meaningful touch. Um, meaningful touch was a very essential element in um, the bestowing of blessing in, the old, in an Old Testament home. In um, Genesis 27, verse 26, Isaac said to Jacob, Please come a little closer and kiss me, my son. And Jacob embraced and he kissed and he laid hands on his son before any words of blessing were spoken. That, that, that it wasn't just an isolated incident, incident where Isaac is just this touchy-feely guy. You know, this happened over and over and over in, in the Old Testament, you know, kissing and hugging and laying on of hands were all part of, of, of bestowing a blessing. And um, a meaningful touch is important because it communicates warmth, it communicates just this personal acceptance, it, 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 <clears throat> it really does communicate affirmation, you know? And by giving a hug or a touch, or an arm around a shoulder, you're communicating love and you're communicating blessing. And, and one of the ways, one of the simple ways that you, dads, that you can bless your children is, is simply through just a meaningful touch. See, we all can do that. The second way, and this is one we most all of us think about blessing, is the blessing of a spoken word. The blessing of spoken words. That Smalley says that we pass on a blessing through verbal affirmation. And after embracing his son and kissing his son, Isaac spoke a blessing on Jacob. Verse 27, he goes on. It says, So Jacob went over, kissed him, and when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he finally was convinced, and he blessed his son. You know, this is the one Jacob, you know, he tricked his, son, uh, tricked his dad and all that to get the blessing. But it shows us how the blessing is bestowed. It says, ah, the smell of my son, like the smell of the outdoors. Man, that's, that's a rough smell, right? The smell of my son, the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed. You know, from the dew of heaven, the riches of the earth, May God always give you abundant harvests, harvests of grain and bountiful new wine. And he speaks this incredible blessing upon his son Jacob. And then later on, Jacob would bless each of his sons and two of his grandsons. You know, 
And the truth is, you know, just speaking a blessing, it doesn't have to be, oh, holy at the valley. You know, it don't have to be like that. It could, it could be as simple as, as just saying to your children, because children love to hear from their fathers, man, I'm proud of you. You've, you've done that so well, that I love you. You know, that, that, that just those little words mean so much. You know, I'm learning this as my children have transitioned to adults. You know, I, I, I find myself that I want to bless them even more. And as, as much as I can, I want to bless them, and especially with my words. I'll text blessings. I'll do whatever uh, when we get together, um, you know, together as a family on Sundays. And when we pray together, um, I, I just take time. I'm just going to bless my, my family. When my father died, <clears throat> when we were at the funeral, and they were coming by, and, and a co-worker, you know, came up, and, and, and she said, man, your dad was so proud of you. You know, he would just always talk about you. All I could think about, and I was 20, 26, 26 years old. All I could think about was, boy, I wish I heard that from my dad. I wish my dad had said that to me, you know. It was nice to hear it from his coworker, <clears throat> but boy, would that have made a whole lot more difference if I had heard that from my dad. See, this, this blessing our children with just simple words of affirmation is a way we can just bless and, 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 and it'll do, it is powerful. You know, my, when my father-in-law was dying of cancer, I remember one night, um, and it was from Gary Smalley's book that um, uh, Pastor Cal Chinin, Michael Chinin's father, Said, said to me, hey, you know what? Maybe, um, maybe your, your father-in-law, maybe he, he'd be great if he could pray a blessing on his children. <clears throat> and so one night, the children had gathered around uh, his bed, and, uh, and it was just one of the most powerful things to see my father-in-law just put his hand out and pray blessings on each one of his kids. And I don't think that, you know, each family, I don't think they'll ever forget that. Because there's power when a father blesses. And so, fathers, I want to encourage you. You know, take time. Just simple words, you know? Because it's so powerful when you bless through your spoken word. The third thing <clears throat> is the blessing of expressing high value. Gary Smalley says the blessing of expressing high value. When we bless our children by letting them know that they are valuable and precious to us. But just letting them know that we value them, that they're, they're of high value to us. Genesis 27, verse 29, listen to what Isaac says. Many, many nations, as he's praying a blessing on Jacob, many, many nations become your servant, and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers and all and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed. And all who are blessed, all who bless you will be blessed. 
and you know that's that's kind of heady stuff. That that's that pictures a very valuable person. That 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 Isaac is is communicating how valuable and how precious his son is, and and we do this. We express high value with our words, with our actions. But but it's so powerful. We bless our children in this way by by sacrificing time to be with them, to show them that they're important. When we sacrifice our time, uh, it means to, to, to look them in their eyes when we talk, to stop, you know, turn off sports center and just listen. See? Dads, take time. Take time. Make the time to bless your children by communicating how valuable they are to you. And as, as you know, Pastor Wilson said, to the world, you may be just one person, but to one person, you might be the world. And so bless your children by expressing high value. The fourth thing <clears throat> is the blessing of a spirit of picturing a special future. The blessing of picturing a special future. Think of the words that Isaac used to paint this special future for Jacob. It was an amazing future. That that later Jacob would bless and pronounce a special future in his sons. And even today in Jewish homes, you know, they're noted for picturing a special future for their kids. You know, there's a story about a proud young Jewish father, you know, pushing down a stroller down the sidewalk, and he turns the corner, and a neighbor sees him and says, oh, my, what beautiful children. What are their names? And pointing to each child, the young father says, this is Benny, the doctor. This is Reuben, the lawyer, you know? And, and that's just a picture. They're just constantly picturing and, and painting this special future that they have for their children. And, and one distinction when we look at Isaac and all that, you know, um, because of Isaac's unique position as a patriarch, his words carried the weight of biblical prophecy, and we think, man, we're not, we're not like that. And that's true. You know, you might not be. But but you have the power to pronounce prophetic statements over your children, to let them know that, that, that you believe that God has given them a bright future, that, that you believe as their father that God has, has given them the gifts and the talents and the skills and the abilities to walk in God's highest purposes for their lives. See, you can paint that picture that part of the way you bless your children is, is to, to give them a picture of a special future. We can say to our children, you know, we can say to them that, um, you know, you really love people. You know, God's going to use you to bless many, many people. Or like, oh, you want to be a policeman? Man, I, I can see that in you. Because you are so, you're always such a brave and courageous person. See? That, that little things like that. You know, your words. 
You know, what you say carries such a, such a great weight for your children. And one of the ways you bless them is, is really you, you bless them with a picture of a special future. The fifth thing, the blessing of an active commitment. The blessing of an active commitment. Gary Somali says, blessing is more than just speaking words. He says, it's more than just the words. That, that blessing is all about being willing to sacrifice for our children. To, to make the investment to pray for our children. To spend time helping them develop their gifts and their talents. And we bless them with an active commitment to them. <clears throat> when my son wanted to, to play baseball, you know, when he was little, and I, and I thought, man, why don't, you, why don't you try playing like a real sport, like basketball? <laughs> and, you know, because I love basketball, right? And I said, man, if you, like, son, if you play, I didn't tell him this. If you play basketball, it would be like, great. Because I'm thinking, I don't, I don't, I, I played, you know, goofing off, playing baseball and all that, but baseball. But he wanted to play baseball. So I made an active commitment. Now I'm going to play and I'm going to throw with them and all that. And I got to admit, all right, mixed motives because I didn't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> got to make sure he don't throw like a, you know, like, you know, a person who can't throw, you know. Yeah, you know, a person who can't throw, you know. I just, you know, I was going to say so. Anyway, so, but, and <clears throat> eventually I did in front of that first year, second year, I decided, you know what, I, I'm going to. I'm going to volunteer, and I'm going to be a coach. And um, I, I, I just thought about that old adage, right? Those who can't do coach. So I just figured, I, I don't know how to play baseball, so I'm going to coach. And you know what? That was like the greatest time. That was like the greatest time. There was a time that I got to, to, to spend, you know, like just going to practice a few days a week, going to the games. And, and people will say, you know, baseball, I don't like baseball because, like, like soccer, you go there and you get the, the, the little lunch and you just dig out. Where, like, baseball, you're there all afternoon. But, you know, in some ways, that was the blessing, to be there all afternoon and get to know some of the other fathers and getting, you know, just playing around with my son, you know, and just having sort of good memories about it, you know, for him. You know, you can ask John after about some of the memories of those times. But it was just like great times. You know, just like, like what was, was great times. And it was as I chose to make uh, an active commitment that I was blessed. I was just so blessed um, to be there uh, during that time in John's life. Part of the way we bless our kids is, is we make an active commitment to them. That yeah, work's always going to be there. And all kinds of activities and stuff are always going to be there. But one of the precious things that you can give your children and you can bless them with is this, 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 this active commitment in their lives. You know? And, um, yeah, for patri patriarchs like Jacob, um, not only were their words given a blessing to their 
to their children, but, but God was there. And God spoke directly through the angel of the Lord, you know, confirming these words. And, and the, thing that, the thing about this, when I, when I read about that, what I, what, I, what I sense is that we don't have to be a father of a great nation or anything like that. But, but as we choose to bless our children with an active commitment, what happens is God comes in. You know, God's there. And God will be there to give you the strength and the staying power to bless your children to your commitment. You know, I don't know how, there are days when I, don't, and I look back, I don't know how I, I made that commitment with all that was going on in the church and all this, you know, just to take time off, uh, you know, three to four days a week to, to go to these games. It's like, I can't believe that I had the time to do that. Well, you know what? God gave me the time to do that. God worked everything out. And it was a great time. And active, an active commitment is so important because, because, because love is spelled. How is love spelled? T-I-M-E. It's, it's spelled time. And, and there was a belief a while ago that, you know, we... Our, what, our, what our children need from us is, is quality time, right? You just have quality time with them, whatever quality time is. I don't know. But, but the truth of the matter is they do need quality time, but they need quantity time too. And that's what an active commitment is all about. See, when, when you begin to bless them with an active commitment, everything else falls into place. They hear your words. Your touch becomes more meaningful. When, when you speak words of affirmation and, and you speak words and, and, and a picture of a special future, they, they grab hold of it. I want to encourage you, dads, that, that just take time. Just, just encourage and bless your children. Mitch Albin, best-selling author, wrote an article for Father's Day uh, titled, When Did Fathers Become Expendable? When did fathers become expendable? And he describes um, what happened when he was watching this, this ABC show called The View. Some of you know The View. And there was an exchange going on. And he said a guest host, an actor named Terry Crews, had floated the idea that there are some things only a father can give you. He was deluged, he says, by objection, both on social media and on the set. And when he said, a father gives you your name, co-host Whoopi Goldberg joked, like in The Lion King. And when he said, a father gives you security, your confidence, co-host Jenny McCarthy's, who is raising a son on her own, shot back, I'm a single mom, and I guarantee you, I can give my son all those things. And the, he said the debate went on for several minutes at a high volume. And then he pondered, Albin pondered how far, how far we've come that on network TV, a man suggesting that there are some things only a father can give you is greeted not with agreeing nods, but with cannon fire. And he offered the following analysis in this article. He says, what does a father bring to the table? I can cite a few things I got from my own. Strength, 
quite confidence, discipline, responsibility, and love, all displayed directly and differently than my mother, which was fine. My father also taught us how to be a husband, how to respect a woman, when to lead and when to support. And he said, it's true. Not all men are like my dad, but plenty are. And fatherhood didn't just suddenly, after thousands of years, lose its value. He said, it may be trendy to dismiss dads as little more than fertilizer, but it's not true. In fact, it's pretty foolish. Such is our world, where a comment like Cruz brings a tsunami. And then he says, funny thing is, I remember someone from my childhood frequently saying, he needs his father to do that. And it was my mom. Hey, dads, you are far, far from being expendable. You are. You are important. To the world, you may be one person. But to one person, to two persons, to your children, you may be the world. You may be the world. God's blessed you with some amazing children. All of them fearfully and wonderfully made. And God has blessed your children with an amazing father. An amazing father who is fearfully and wonderfully made. A father who is just handpicked to be the dad of those children. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you on this Father's Day. See yourself as a dad that has much to offer your children. Your children need their father to do that. You are valuable. You're handpicked. You're handpicked by God. And so I want to encourage you, make a decision. Make a decision today. Make a decision even right now to take time, to make time, to intentionally bless your children. In fact, don't let a day, don't let today go by, this Father's Day goodbye, without blessing your children. Your families will probably be getting together, you know, maybe for dinner, maybe for lunch. Maybe it's after dinner where you all gather in the living room to give your dad all the socks of his dreams, you know. But, but as you do, there's a gift that you can give them on this Father's Day. And that's the gift of a blessing. And what we're going to do is I want you, and, and you know, this is, this is really, I'm, I'm focusing in on the dads, but this is for all of us. And, and what I want you to do is I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And, and just look over that list of the ways in which you can bless your children. How you could bless others even at work, neighborhood, school, whatever. That, that, that you're going to be a conduit of blessings. I love what Pastor Alan Cardenas says all the time. He says, bless, don't blast. So many situations we want to blast, but bless, no blast. And, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you, especially you dads. You know, right now, that is a short time of, of just quiet prayer.
where we're just going to be asking God to speak to us. You know, look over that list. And there might be one that just pops out and says, you know, today, when we gather at Father's Day, I'm going to bless my children in this way. That I'm going to, I'm going to bless them with, meaningful, with a meaningful touch. I'm not a really touchy guy, but today I'm going to do. Or it could be, you know, really with your spoken word. You know, it could be that. Just a word of affirmation and blessing. It, it might be what, what I do every, every Sunday. Say, hey, you know what? You guys have blessed me with these great socks. I love it. You know? So I want to bless you now. And you just pray. You speak a blessing. And you pray a blessing on each one of your kids. Or it may be the blessing of, a, you know, expressing high value. How wonderful you are. That maybe you've never ever done that. Maybe all they hear from, from us as dads is, hey, don't do this. Hey, don't talk like that to your mom. You know, whatever it is. You know? Maybe it's calling them by their name. I had a neighbor growing up in Kaneohe. I don't know the name of that boy. It was always boy. Come here, boy. Boy. Dinner. Come home, boy. I didn't know his name. Maybe that was his name, boy. And maybe for some of you, maybe your son is boy. <laughs> maybe today he said, I'm going to bless you. I want to bless you, my son Horatio, or whatever his name is. Or, or maybe it's Junior. Hey, Junior. I knew another guy. It was Junior. I don't know his real name. It was Junior. Maybe. You can call him by his first name. I love you, Francis. But expressing, I value. Or it may be the blessing of picturing a special future. But just so each one of your kids says, man, I can see you. Just, you know, you're, you're a, you know, you're, a, you're an architect's architectural school. You're going to be the greatest architect. You, you know, you're going to be, Jordan, you're going to be the rock star on this football team next year. Everybody's going to know your name, Jordan, because you're going to rise above everyone else, especially in practice. You're going to lead the way. But, Maybe it's the blessing of, of picturing a special future. Or maybe it's, you know what? The blessing of an active commitment. And tonight, after you get your socks, it's the time where you're just going to turn on the TV. Maybe you say, hey, no, no TV tonight. Let's just all go to our favorite place. And let's all get sugared up. Let's all go to 7-Eleven. Treats on me, baby. <laughs> You know, I know I've always told you, you get the smallest Slurpee. Today, you get the gallon size. Right? But we're going to spend time together as a family. Because I want you to know that, that I enjoy being your dad, and I enjoy being with you. And he's going to take that. Oh, dad, don't you watch this show? To no, no show tonight. The Real Housewives Can Wait. 
going to spend time. Yeah. Take time. Make time. Make time. So we're going to, we're going to be quiet before the Lord. And then in a, in a few minutes, the worship team is, is going to play a song. And you might want to join in in worship. But take time. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And maybe just jot down, you know what? Today, I am going to bless my kids this way. So let's just be quiet before the Lord. Holy Spirit, just speak to us all here. Everyone. And especially the fathers. We are grateful for every father here. Bless them as they make a decision to bless their kids. Speak to them now.